When you come in the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? Absolutely. You see me give everything I got, right? Absolutely. But we talking about practice right now. Relax, have a good time, and most of all, act the fool. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Above 500 Podcast. I'm Izzy J. I'm Seth. Um, and this is episode 14. Again, um, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, and we're working on the YouTube, Instagram, at Above 500 Podcasts, um, where I'm going to try and start posting more. I don't post that often, but um, I'll try to get on that. So the first thing that we're going to move on to today would be Philly spring training. Baseball season is now fully in effect. I have tickets to the season opener. I don't even know if I said, well, the weekend opener, not the first game, but the second game. Um, I don't know if I said that on the last podcast, but I will be going. Um, The main thing I do want to hit, so they've only lost two games. They've, They've obviously... Spring training doesn't mean crap. It's like preseason yeah. in football. Yeah. But, I mean, you kind of get excited when your team goes un- 4-0 in preseason in the NFL. So, yeah. to start off 5-1, uh, and one, they're 5-2 and two now because they lost yesterday. But mm-hmm. to start off 5-1 and one is honestly um, pretty good. They've been winning a lot of close games, too. And obviously not all the guys who are playing during the spring training will be there during the season. Right. But just taking a look at the guys that are going to be there, um, they're doing well um, adjusting to, you know, the new manager, the new positions that some people may be playing. Um, Just keeping an eye on the pitchers. So far, I mean, the people that were struggling last season, with the exception of Nick Pavetta, they seem to be doing okay. Um, Eflin and Velasquez so there's some improvement there um, Jake Arrieta is obviously coming back from surgery so um, his first game wasn't perfect but uh, he, he he did he only allowed three runs um, they did lose that game but you know it happens Aaron Ola's looking um, spot on as we expected um, and I didn't get to see Zach Wheeler's game but from the numbers it looks okay there's room for improvement mm-hmm. but um yeah i just wanted to, to you know quick point that out and as the season gets underway we'll we'll talk about that more see if there are any big things that are coming up on that um moving on to the eagles and i just kind of want to talk about the eagles identity um moving forward heading into the 2020 2021 season um, who's staying, who's coming, and who's going. Uh, I want to start with who's staying. Um, I mean, obviously, like, you know, Wentz and Ertz. And, but who on the bubble, Who who's on the bubble that you think may be most likely staying with the team going forward? I think right now the big name that sticks out to me is Aggie. I think he's going to get – I think he's going to – another contract with us um 
I don't see us moving forward from him just because we've already poured so much into him, I feel like. Um, and he's he's a very hit-or-miss guy sometimes, but uh, I, I see him having a really good relationship with the coaches and stuff like that. I've never heard any real drama with him. Um, it's only been the drops has been his really uh, big issue throughout his career, but I, I can see him staying, especially since we need a little bit of depth in that position. Um, now, there are rumors that the Colts are interested in trading for him, so... That'd be interesting. We'll see. It'd be a pick. Um, I don't know what they're willing to give up. I thought I heard a sixth round pick. I could be wrong. But um, yeah, I think looking at the overall picture, um, I think that a person that is kind of they're probably kind of on the fence about that is probably going to be staying um, would have to be. Corey Clement hmm. um, just cause you know I, I'm pretty sure he's still on his rookie deal mm-hmm. so there's not you know maybe a year left on that he hasn't played the last two seasons and we have two really good running three really good running backs if you count um, Howard as staying which I'm gonna add him to this to this mix I think he's going to stay, but I won't be surprised if he leaves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Clement being the fourth man, hasn't hasn't played the past two years, and and almost at the end of his contract, um, I think it's it's kind of a a player that fans in general are kind of overlooking right. um, and just kind of forgetting about. But I think um, he's going to stay. There, there's no way the organization is gonna let the the injuries um be the deciding factor Mm -hmm. um if it happens again then he's probably not going to be Mm re-signed but with with that year left um i think they're gonna see if we can if they can get a full healthy year out of him um and at least give you know close to that super bowl year that he had um even if he gives half of that um production um who do you think We'll save that one for last because that's um, probably more interesting. Who do you think is, excuse me, going from the team? Obviously, there are the reports with Alshon Jeffrey and stuff like that. Well, I think Um, Alshon might go. I might actually add on to who I think is going to stay, too. I saw saw a little bit of the press conference that uh, Howie had a couple days ago. I think Jason Peters might actually end up staying as well. Um, I, I did you, see that. I know you I didn't don't, have, I want, I want weren't thinking leave. very highly of him this last year, especially with the way Diller played, right? Um, but I think he actually might end up staying. As far as going, I do see Alshon going. I do see us getting rid of Howard in some sense. I don't think we really... I mean, he's going to need money, right? He's going to mm-hmm. want money. Um, and I don't see us really dishing out. I mean, honestly, we might, just because we have had sort of like a such an injury-prone team that we might want to bring bring him back, but um, we'll see. I, th- I think Alshon definitely goes, though. I don't I don't see him wanting to stay here. And with honestly, with his production last year as well, I don't even think it's worth paying him what he's going to be looking for. Um, if he can step up a little bit or, you know, guarantee us something else with Deshaun coming back, you know, I, I think he's definitely going. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think he's going to. Um, I think it's just all about attitude as well as um i mean i feel like he thinks he's still got it and obviously you know 
the player knows themselves best. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just having like a bad attitude about being here and um, wanting to leave. But I don't think he has as uh, has as much skill level left as he thinks he does. Um, and I think, honestly, here would probably be um, his best fit. But I mean, if he goes somewhere, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be that big of a threat elsewhere. Right. Um, but aside from Alshon, um, I already think Howard's staying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a hundred percent sold on it, but um, going. Let me see. Um, what about Jenkins? What do you think happens with Jenkins? I think Darby's going. Hmm. I think Darby might go. If they can find a nice young corner in the draft and then, you know, pick up a veteran, or they probably won't even pick up a veteran, but um, they can have Jalen and then um, just have Malcolm, you know, mentor whoever you bring up. Right. Um, but as far as Darby, I think these these past two years have been an indication of where he's at. And as far as like, you look at people who um, were on that Super Bowl team, obviously there were some who increased in skill, um, stayed at the same level and decreased. And Darby's definitely one of those people who took a few steps back from where he was playing that year. So um, I don't think the organization views that as a positive um, for the future, especially as a team that's looking to get younger. Uh, he's, I mean, he's not old, but, you know, he's he's not Sidney Jones or Avante, right. even Rasul, if you want to throw him in there. But, uh, and that's one of the things that, like, I'd be surprised if they bring Jason Peters back because howie's goal in in the initial press conferences of the offseason him and doug were looking to um, get younger right. as a result of this past season and all the injuries from the older players and stuff like that and so to keep literally one of the oldest players on the team when you've drafted his replacement already mm-hmm. um it just doesn't make sense to me and that's it's it's kind of a waste of a roster spot to me but i mean that's why i don't (laughs) i'm not not some type of team owner or executive in the nfl so yeah no i see that and what about jenkins what do you think is going to end up happening with him um you got to give him his money i mean yeah i mean i i agree i'm well wherever he's going he's getting paid (laughs) whether it's with us or somewhere else he's going to get his money i think they will i mean if they don't It'll be like the Brian Dawkins thing all over again. So I agree. Not only that, but our, our secondary is going to be looking like Swiss cheese coming into this next season. And if they are going to get rid of him, at least trade him. That's what I hated about the whole Brian Dawkins situation is that they didn't trade him. Get something. For him. And you could like, you could literally get something for all the players that you let go. That's the one thing I hated about Chip, Chip Kelly. I mean, he literally gave, gave away everything we had for like nothing, dude. Fired, got released to Sean Jackson. Like, how are you going to release to Sean Jackson, bro? At least get something for it. Yeah. Right? Get I mean, a pick, get something. You know McCoy. What I mean? Yeah. But, um, all right, now the, the the hot topics coming in. 
Um, who do you think is going to be coming in to the Eagles come 2020 season? Honestly, I don't see us making um, any crazy moves. Um, I heard we were interested in Slay. Um, so that might be something that uh, I think would be a really good move for us. Um, to be honest, I really don't... Um, I also heard we were, um, we were interested in that uh, Jets uh, wide receiver as well with mm-hmm. Anderson, right? Yeah. Um, so I could see us making the, both of those moves. I think both of those are really good for us. I don't think we need any radical changes on offense. We just need more sort of like set pieces to help out. Um, but on defense, that's where we're going to need the help. So I wouldn't be upset if we, um, you know, scooped up a linebacker or a corner or something like that. Um, I can see a wide receiver as well. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but our, the real help we need is on defense um, going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's not a specific player that I would say coming in, but I mm-hmm. think for sure um a corner or a wide receiver are coming out of the drafts that's definitely one of the things that they're going to be adding yeah um and if they don't i'm kind of going to be shocked um but um as far as like free agents i want to say i i i hear the darius slay talk but i'm not I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on it. To be honest, if if I if I know the team or at least Howie, at least a little bit the way that he thinks, um I can almost guarantee that if he the, the free agent that he brings in mm-hmm. in the offseason is most likely going to be like a defensive lineman. Even though we have plenty of those, I feel like he's going to be like, I really like what this guy brings. Right, right. And we just couldn't pass up the opportunity. Like, no, you could have passed up the opportunity to get a stinking corner. But it's, I mean, whatever. Um, but I, I feel like knowing Howie and, you know, experience from what he's done in the past, there's going to be a move that he's going to get something that we already have. I I feel it. He may not do it a lot. I feel like he is going to get, you know, like corners and wide receivers to help the problem. But there's, if it's not in the draft, like one of those draft picks is going to be something that we don't need, that we already are good on. It's going to be like a free agent Hmm. that he brings in. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, I've been trying to watch the combine. I'm gonna have to catch up onto it. I missed the wide receivers uh, on Thursday. That was I was really gonna focus on just I was gonna watch the wide receivers day, and then I was gonna watch the linebackers day, and then um, the cornerbacks is the last day. Um, Dude, but I haven't been watching any. So there's some quick wide receivers out there this year, man. Oh holy yeah, for sure. Holy, um, there's a few Alabama receivers that are looking like they can come and. Do something for us, brother. That's what I'm saying. We're going to get a wide receiver. The, yeah. the, the options, the, the variety is there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll follow it up when the draft comes sure. officially next month because we're in March. Awesome. So, 
moving on to, and this is the thing we're probably going to spend the most time on because it's irking me to my core, <laughs> the 76ers <laughs> playing like booty, yeah. straight butt. I mean, so right now they're currently playing the Clippers. They've lost seven straight on the road. Um, but they continue to be marvelous at home, whether they have Joe or or not, or Ben or not, or both. But seriously, like I watched the Cavs game, mm-hmm. and that was just. Uh, I'm gonna get to it a little bit later, like mm-hmm. specifically, but like I'm starting to see a little bit of you know the old Sixers. Um, and then you have Glenn Robinson talking about how he's not happy with his role. Mm. Um, four, what, four games into us, what are we having? Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> That's, like, I mean, there's no way. Well, first of all, you, you, the trade deadline was a while ago. You've been with this team for a couple games now. Mm. Um, and now you're complaining about your role. When you knew what your role is coming in to this team, um, are you just mad because you can't complete your role? Because, what, what, I mean, what, what did they get him for? Defense and, and three-point shooting. Yeah. Um, hasn't been that great on defense. And I think before coming into this game, or no, it might have been coming into this game, he was 0 for 9 from 3. Yeah. So... He's not giving us either things we want. Yeah, no, he's like, you're, you're, even if you, like, you gotta at least give me, like, two for, two for nine. Like, yeah, basketball is is a game of moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just gotta have your moments at the right time. You're not having any moments at any time. Um, so you can't complain about your role when you know what it is. You just can't do it. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. The question that's been on my mind like all week, like I've been going back and forth. Like I, I don't blame Ben at all. I know you were on this like last year or two mm-hmm. years ago, where you're like Ben needs to go. True. Or, um, I think Joe is the problem. I'm still on that wave, by the way. Trade this man. I think it, I think Joe is the problem, and if it's not Joe, it's Brett Brown, and I don't know which one to choose. Um, if we don't make a deep playoff run, you have to get rid of Brett Brown. But the question then would be, what team do you shake out with, right? Like, let's say, let's say like something goes horribly wrong, like we lose out, lose first round in the playoffs, like it which looks is like a possibility. Really, oh, 100 percent. It looks really, really bad. Like, I we would both agree Brett Brown has to go, right? Yeah, I mean, so the thing I'm seeing from the Cavs game, and I'll get a little bit more specific um, with what I've um, picked up, but mm-hmm. like. You would agree that the teams, the, the 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 makeup of the team has been different the past three years, right? Yes. Haven't been the same players, yes. at least in certain spots. Yes. I mean, um, obviously our centerpieces are the same, but yeah. yeah. But around them, you know, yeah. like, this year it's you know we got Maz, Harris, and Shake, and mm-hmm. um, last year we had Jimmy and Harris and mm-hmm. uh, Boban and. Uh, Ilyasova, Reddick. Reddick, and then the year before that we had you know Covington and Sarge. So different, 
But the thing that I noticed, and this is what I noticed in the Cavs game, was we were down. It was it, we, were, we were close. We made a comeback. Yeah. We, made, we got into a manageable game. And then they they hit a point where they were trying to shoot threes and they weren't falling. Yeah. And I see that in games where we're down. I saw it in the, the two years ago in the Celtics playoff game mm-hmm. um, when they could have just you know chipped away and got two, 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 two. Mm-hmm. And just played better defense instead of trying to hit the three, three, three. And then you miss, they make, you miss, they make. And now the lead is bigger. And so me seeing that being a consistent problem, even though all the players are different throughout the years, tells me that it's a coaching thing. Hmm. Hmm. Um, But obviously when I see things like Joel, you know, dropping 49 at home and then dropping 17 after he says he's the best player in the world also makes me think that, Joel is part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm really stuck between, like, I have no idea who to blame. Um, well, this year took a really weird turn with Joel. I think that, um, well, first off, I think, I think that we do agree, right? Brett Brown has to go um, if we don't make that run. If we, if we lose out and, like, have a really bad season, Brett Brown goes, right? Do you agree with that? Do I agree with it, like, it should happen, or do I agree that it's going to happen? should like do you think it should like um, are you fine i still don't know it? if i should I, I wouldn't know how i felt if okay. it happened okay. um but i think it probably would happen if we don't have if we don't at least make it to the same round okay that we have these past few years okay well I mean, if we I, don't get past the first round yeah if we get past the first round um it's possible that he might come back so i, I don't know yeah, I mean, I think if he... No, I, I, I do see him coming back, too, if we make a deep enough run. But what, what I would say is, is if, we, if we don't, I mean, I think he does have to go. And then, like, the question would be, like, do we keep the same guys that we have this year? Like, do we try... Like, is this team good enough? Like, on paper, we're talented enough, I think, to be able to play really, really well. Um, and it's just really, really unfortunate the way things have kind of turned out, but... Embiid has kind of taken this role of like troll to the next level where he's more instead of before it was more about um, before it was more about uh, trolling other other teams other players <coughs> kind of having fun um, and I don't dislike that thing I think it shows passion but now it's kind of affecting the way we play it's kind of affecting um, his relationship with other people on the team and things like that saying stuff you know to his own city so stuff like that kind of I think pushes me a little bit the wrong way um i don't think that he's the reason that everything is going badly i think there's a lot of reasons i think one of the biggest is that you know obviously we need ben simmons to be able to shoot the three i think that's really important but at the end of the day the real reason that we're like having issues is is it's an identity thing like we don't know who we are we don't know what we want we're not coming in with a specific game plan um and we don't really have anyone um dropping 30 40 for us at night that consistent guy who's like, okay, this is our superstar, right? Like, we have guys who play, like, decent amounts. It's supposed to be numbers. Joe. That's why I think he's It's supposed to be Ben, too. Because Ben, like, the, the effort level, Ben's going to at least get you 15. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we expect from him at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's not doing anything that we don't expect from him. Right. Joe, especially after, like, I have no problem with all the stuff he does off the court, social media-wise, whatever. Um, but if you're going to call yourself the greatest player in the world, you need to be willing to put in that effort every night and not 
take nights off. If you're going to take night off, don't play the game. Mm-hmm. Load manage, whatever. Don't load manage in the game when you're supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. Load manage when, you know. And I think that's also, like, the coaching part. Brett needs to be able, you know, put his foot down and say, this team is talented enough. Joe, I'm going to bench you for some games. Yeah. Not, you know... Not when you feel, you know, when you feel tired or whatever. I'm just gonna purposely, you know, you're not gonna play this game. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how the team does without you this night, this right. game, whatever. And I think that's that's where he needs to step up and and put his foot down yeah. and do the same thing with Ben tonight. You know, um, Joe, you're gonna play Ben. You're not, and we'll right. see how the team does with just Joe. Right. Um, but it's definitely an effort thing with Joel. Um, because if you gave the same, if Joel gave the same effort Ben Simmons did every game, he would put up forty nine. You saying Joe would? Yeah, I I I think he is talented enough to do so. He is. Ta- I'm not saying he's not talented enough. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know. And and this is you know obviously things that have, people have been questioning, but if I think to. Ben is mature enough to be one of the leaders in this team, and I don't think Joe has the maturity yet to realize that. You know, oh, I need to take care of my body. Obviously, he just started doing that, but I don't think he's taking it very seriously. Right. Um, But like, oh, I need to take care of my body. I need to um, work on my game. I need to, when I'm on the court, give 100% and rest when I'm not on the court. Instead of, oh, I I gave everything I had in the last game so I can take off a little this game and my teammates will care of me. Like, no. I mean, if you give your all and your if you give your all one game and your teammates, you know, are missing shots or whatever, you're gonna be the reason that you're picking up. You're picking them up because yeah. you're balling. Yeah. And you know, even if we're losing, it's gonna be a close game, and then you could probably win it later okay. on. If you're not giving your all and expecting your teammates to have your back, and then halfway through the game you realize, you know, it's not their night. Yeah. You wasted a whole half not giving your all, and now we're probably, you know, in a bad spot. In a bad spot. Yeah. So. I don't know if he like I can't un- I can't know his effort like what he's putting in like I there's no way I can know that but what I can say is this is we need him and Ben to be those guys to give us 30 a night triple doubles. I think even like, if you're not giving your effort on the offensive side of the ball yeah. there are rebounds where I uh, he, he should get, get yeah. and he doesn't. He just stands there. Yeah. And it's, that's that's the effort that I'm talking about like yeah. Yeah. Ben even though some of them results in turnovers, Ben's going to make a play. He's going to find that pass, try and get people open. That's what he does. He's going to get that steal. Um, he's going to try and get that steal. You know, That's what he does, too. I don't see many blocks from him because he doesn't do that that often. He does every now and then. Yeah. But, Joe, your thing is, at least on the defensive side of the ball, rebounds and blocks. And those are the things that if you give half your effort throughout the game, I at least want to see 100% on rebounds hmm. and at least you can give the ball to somebody else instead of you know especially like on the offensive side of the ball if there's a shot missed you get the rebound we st- we have another chance at a bucket right. instead of you know jogging back to the other side of the court because he doesn't give his full effort and i get it he's like seven foot takes a, a lot of energy you know to, to throw that weight around for sure but that's again part of the maturity level to know that you are, if not one of the core segments of this team, mm-hmm. and you need to be at your best. Yeah. So whatever you need to do to do that, you got to do it, even if you don't like it. Right. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do agree with that. I think we, I mean, he obviously is one of those guys that we've invested a lot into him, mm-hmm. and we need him to be that next superstar, right? Like, when we talk about trust the process, the whole process has been to get to Ben and to Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like our, we've tanked for the last six years. We've purposefully, you know, even longer than that, like almost eight years, like, had a bad team in order to, like, get to this point where we have two guys, or a few guys who we think can do it for us. So that's where, to me, it's fr- what's frustrating is is that we finally have those guys. We've got plenty of guys around them, you know, that on paper are supposed to be doing it. But on a night in and night out basis, they're not giving us the numbers that we need. And then it's always some random dude that's like outshining them in some like well, mm-hmm. some way, like some rookie that we have, some guy that we just picked up. It's like we need that from the both of you. And if we can't get it from you, then you know you got to talk about it and you got to make sense of, of what's going on because we can't, you know, do this for the next four years with you guys. I mean, teams don't last that long anymore, especially with the way that trading works in the NBA now. I mean, I could see either of them entertaining, you know, something if if we're not careful. So if we're a legit contender, then signing back makes me feel like, okay, I know that they want to win it here. This is what they want. This is what they want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can't find that and we can't see that, like right now, I think it's going to be a frustrating time for the entire organization to be like, we finally made it. We trusted the process. You know, where has this gotten us? I mean, didn't Ben just sign something? He, here. Extension? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got Ben. Him and Embiid. Embiid okay, so we got, we, got, we got Ben. And, yeah. But I'm the thing, like, like the, as far as the reason I don't see Ben as a problem is because, like, the effort that he gives you game in and game out, I know that eventually you, a shot is just confidence. So whenever he feels comfortable doing that, he can break it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. With Joel, it's you already have everything. Do it. So you got to do it. So when you're not doing it, it, it looks bad on your effort. Ben doesn't shoot. So, you know, when he does... And he makes it. It's a good thing when we does when he does and he doesn't. It's like, well, you know, he's he's still getting his thing. Yeah. You literally, and I'm gonna keep calling back to it. You literally called yourself the greatest player in the world. For sure. So you giving yourself no room for error, to or no, at least no room to use excuses. Um, so like when, what, what did they say like during that one of those bad games when? Um, he talked about like he doesn't know his role in this offense. That that's, you know your role. You just don't want to play it. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I think I think everything you're saying is true, and I don't disagree with that. Like we, I, I think you can ask like any Philly fan on the street. Like we need thirty forty from him every night. Like I like I think like we're all in agreement with that. I think like my biggest thing too that like is so frustrating about me is. Ben Simmons is for sure way more consistent than Embiid, mm-hmm. right? Like we can agree on that. And to me, it's like, how can we have? How can we finally have accumulated all this stuff? Like, gotten to the point where even at the beginning of the season, we were doing well. Mm-hmm. We were playing well. We were kind of like being that team that we knew we can be. The Bucks run away with it, which is fine. It happens. You know, the Bucks they've been doing what they've got to do, right? But mm-hmm. then we can't even win on the road for you know, for for if you know, with everything on the line. So at that point, it's kind of like, okay, are we going to secure home court? You know, probably not in these series. So um, if that means we're playing, you know, um, a team like the Cavs or, or, or something like that, let's say we're playing the Celtics or something like that or Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like 
what does that mean for us then without home court, right? Like that means that we're we're in trouble, right? We're in serious trouble. So I could see us taking the time to kind of get our chemistry together, um, make up what we need to make up. But I think within the next 10, 15 games, we need to show like, hey, these are our superstars. We can play it game in, game out at this point. And we're going to have three or four role players at any given time who can pop off and, and, and seal the deal for us, right? Even, even, if, even if you think of like any championship series, there's almost every single finals where you can point at, especially lately, like where there's one guy, one, like a sixth man, someone who pops out and stands out and is like, this guy dominated the game. He's the difference, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we have that already. It's the superstars that are the issue. It's yeah. the guys that, that are supposed to be, you know, and I, rightfully Embiid is, you know, for sure. I definitely think, so like, to your point, like knowing, obviously not every night, but most nights Ben's going to go out, out there and get you 15. He's consistent. And 10. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be passing the ball. He's, he's going to get you at least 15. Right. As Joe, now you have to get at least 25. That's your goal. You you don't have to shoot for like thirty plus or whatever because, in ideally, you'd get you get twenty five. Ben gets fifteen. Um, you're looking for Tobias and uh, Richardson to get you twenty each, mm-hmm. um, and Horford probably gets you fifteen as well, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever the bench gives you. You know, it, even if the bench is, you know, up and down, they give you, each player gives you a couple points here and there. That way, if you do have to turn it up, you're consistently getting us 25 points. So now you just need to turn it up a little bit and get a couple more be- buckets to get to that 30 range. So, But if you're, con- I think you need to consistently aim for 25, knowing Ben's going to get you 50. And as Tobias, now you need to have it in your head that if Joe's gonna get twenty five, Ben's gonna get fifteen. I need to get at least twenty. Yeah. Like that's your goal. That way, you're no one's, no one's trying every night um, to be like, oh, I need to ball out and putting so much pressure on themselves. Yeah. Obviously, there's gonna be those moments where somebody needs to step up and be like, all right, I'm take, I've, they can't stop me this game. I need to take over. Yeah. But as 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 a team, you need to know like. This team is well enough to where I don't need to put so much pressure on myself to score. I just need to get, you know, I need to get 20. Mm-hmm. So that, what? That's, that's 10 shots. I just need to make 10 shots. Yeah. Uh, Joe's going to make 12. Right. Ben's going to make 5. Right. It's like, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, and then as the game goes on, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to need to give a little bit more than 20. I'm going to need... Like, that way, you know, you're... From from your perspective, you're not putting that much pressure on yourself as a team that has the talent. Right. So now you're you're just you're playing within yourself. Yeah. And from a fan perspective, really all Philly fans want you to give is the effort. So yeah. if, you're, if you're, I don't think it's that hard for players of this caliber to get to twenty. I agree. At least, and if you, let's say we go. Too deep into the bench because I believe Cork Moss can do it and um, Thibel. They can get close to 20. So starting five and then them getting close to 20, that's at least 100. Yeah. So that's going to keep you in most games as opposed to, you know, know, I got to take every shot. And I think that's what Joe struggles with is, you know, he 
takes he thinks he has to take the shots that he doesn't and the the shots that he has to take he doesn't take yeah i think i think that um I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I think that we're kind of at the point where I want to see even more than that from them, though. Like, to me, it's like, okay, like, Ben... Yeah, Ben's, I know. Ben's oh. not giving... Like, like right now, like, Ben's, like, consistently giving, like, around 20 a game, right? Like, yeah. you can say he's giving 20. And Bede's maybe giving, like, what, 24, 25 a game, mm-hmm. right? Like, we can get that out of them. They're pretty close to triple-doubles almost every single night, each of them, right? Like... I think what makes what would make us different and what would make us a championship level team is if they're both giving us at least thirty. I I would plus. say I would say obviously yeah we're this and a point in this season this typically would be the point where you would be expecting more from them. Yeah. But from a chemistry standpoint, I think the best thing for them to do would be to take that simple approach, yeah. um, considering you know everybody's still trying to gel together mm-hmm. and with the pressure of the playoffs mounting up there's no need to put more pressure on yourselves so if you just take a step back um especially with like teams like the heat and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like they're probably not to say that jimmy butler isn't a great leader or whatever Mm -hmm. but there are probably some players on that team who are you know going to put more pressure on themselves than they need to with them you know falling off the last couple games and, you know, starting to slip sure. down to the bottom. Um, a lot of teams, I don't want to say a lot of teams, but there are this this four, five, six seed race, you know, a lot of teams are feeling the heat, no pun intended, <laughs> um, from, you know, where are we going to land when the playoff comes? And mm-hmm. I think if you take that pressure off of yourself and just play within yourself, those teams are going to make themselves screw up yeah. by putting so much pressure on them. Yeah. And I think once they get into the playoffs, you can start to ease the pressure on to like, okay, I was doing this, you know, for the last stretch of the season. Now I need to step it up just a little just bit lower. more. Yeah. I um, can see that. I, I, I agree. I think that's the only way that they'll they'll do it, yeah. uh, that, that, that it'll work for them is if they all, you know, just consistently put in, not I don't want to say like the minimal effort, but just like, Put in a good contribution, go into the game being like, all right, this is what the team expects from me. Right. If I can get around there, then we'll see where we're at and wh- if I need to give more. Right. Um, but, like, to, to, and I'll, I'll get into this. Um, like I said, this is a lot of what I've been seeing in the past from the Sixers that, like, made me um, question the coaching. It, was, it made me think it was a coaching issue. Um, so they were down seven mm-hmm. in the cast in the fourth quarter with 629 left. From 629 to 220, so mm-hmm. a little over four minutes, four minutes of play, here, the, here are the Sixers' possessions. Turnover, miss three, miss two, turnover, miss three, two, miss three, and then they got two points in a row, mm-hmm. or two buckets in a row from Tobias and Jay Rich. But that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven possessions, yeah. and you only get two points out of it. Right. During that stretch, the Cavs got ten points. Right. So now the lead went from down seven to uh, fifteen. You're down fifteen now, yeah. Yeah. with two minutes left to go in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, 
the the turnover was ridiculous too because they just got a rebound and we're going on a fast break mm-hmm. and Alec Burks just I don't know what he just tried to pass it behind him and threw it right at the defender yeah. um, and then Josh Richardson got the ball stolen from him uh, but you know like this this in those critical moments where it's close that I don't understand why they only took two you know two pointers. One they made, one they missed. The rest were all threes. Right. In a game where you're down seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's the identity of our team. Either. No. Yeah. I don't think that's the identity of our team. Um, but, yeah, that's... Unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Speaking of that, so that's going to roll into shoot your shot. Okay. Because we're going to reseed our picks for the playoffs. <laughs> Um, so who you got? So right now, I'll give it to you right now if you want to write it down on your phone or just take it in your head or whatever. Okay. Um, so right now, as of today, Bucks, number one seed, mm-hmm. Raptors two, Celtics three, Heat four, Sixers five, Pacers six, Magic seven, and the Nets are eight. Okay. Um, I don't think, I think those are going to be the eight. Okay. Because I don't see the Wizards coming up to right. get the eighth spot, right. and actually, no, I don't see them coming up to get the eighth spot. They're five and a half games back. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could. They could. I just don't see it happening. Right. Um, so those are the eight that I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say. Hmm. I want. I'm gonna say, the Sixers move up to the four seed. Everything else stays the same. So the Heat would be would end up at five. five. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I think I agree. I think. I think Bucks have pretty much guaranteed one. Yeah. Spot. I was gonna say that the that the Heat move up to three and we move up to four and the Celtics move down to. Maybe actually that maybe could happen that the Celtics bump down to five. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'll just swap the Heat and the Sixers and keep the Celtics at three. I know they have a tougher schedule, but... I think it'll end up... Uh, I, th- I think we might have a shot at the three if we can get everything together. I'll say, yeah, I'll, say, I'll give us the three. I'll say Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics, Heat, uh, Pacers, uh, Magic, and then I actually think the Wizards might make it in. As if Kyrie stays hurt, I don't see the well, he's Nets done. being able they're, to. They're, they're he's probably, done, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think they'll stay in the eighth. I think Windsor, Wizards will bump up mm-hmm. uh, to the eighth spot. Uh, they're what? Let's see. Five five and a half games back. Five and a half games back. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Or actually, 60, four and a half. Fifty eight. Let's see. Fifty eight. Sixteen. We got like what? 20, almost twenty games. Fifteen games left. A month That's and tough. a half. Month and a half worth of games. That's tough. I'll stick with it. I'll say I'll say Wizards bump bump the Nets out. I don't think that they're able to keep it. Okay. Um, but um, I have us finishing third. Okay. Or fourth. I I'll say third. Just. I I say. I think if we can go, two for two on this road trip, we gotta at least beat the Warriors. If we don't beat the Warriors. I've I've given up. <laughs> We've got we're going to we're going to be the sixth seed. If we can't, if we lose to the Warriors, we're gonna be the sixth seed. I pray not. I'm dude. saying that. Um, but we gotta we gotta 
it's a four game West Coast road trip. We gotta at least go um two and two. Beat the Kings and the Warriors. Right. Um ideal situation would be that we somehow take either the Clippers or the Lakers game mm-hmm. and then beat the Kings and the thing. But two and two is fine. Worst case scenario, we have to beat the Warriors. Right. right. And I'll take all those other losses. I don't care. Yeah. If we lose to the Warriors, six seed going into the playoffs, which I don't know, it might help them. It might give them a little underdog feel. Right. Um, you know how that plays around here. So. Yeah. Um, on to the Western Conference. So you have the Lakers, one, Nuggets, two, Clippers, three, Rockets, four, Jazz, five, Thunder, six, Mavericks, seven, and Grizzlies, eight. I just want to say... You doubted me when I said the Thunder were going to be in the playoffs <laughs> without Russ. Look at them. Look at what them. they got to do. They do. I do think that the Pelicans, now that they have Zion, they've been on a tear. Um, I think they can take that eighth seed from the Grizzlies. Um, and I think... Yeah, I think that's... I think that's going to cement the teams in there. Because I don't see any of the other seven dropping out of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Just rearranged. So I think the Grizzlies are going to be out. The Pelicans are going to take that last spot. Okay. And I'm going to swap um, the Thunder and the Mavericks move up one spot. Okay. So they're going to take, it's going to be Lakers one, Clippers two, Nuggets three. Rockets four, Thunder five, uh, Mavericks six, Jazz seven, and the Pelicans eight. I just feel How like many games behind are the Pelicans from the Grizzlies. It's like two games, three games. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. So I agree. I agree. Lakers. I agree. Clippers take the spot from the Nuggets. I agree. Nuggets. I agree. Rockets. I think that's where I disagree. I think Jazz keep the fifth. I think. Uh, the Thunder actually moved down to... They're only a seven. half game away. They are only a half game. I really like the Jazz, though. Um, I think the Mavericks take the seven, the sixth spot from the Thunder. Um, only game behind. Um, I do think that the Pelicans do have a chance to take the, that last spot from the Grizzlies. So I'll throw them in there. I think they I'll do. Say, I'll say, so I'll say Lakers... Zion say just has 20... He has 20-plus points in 10 straight games. He's been playing well. Yeah, so He's I think... I think Definitely, and I think you know the um, uh, what is it? Jesus, the threat that uh, that JJ gave to Zion when he was drafted. <laughs> JJ hasn't missed the playoffs since he's been in the league, and I think now the way that Zion's playing, that team is they're gonna make the playoffs, yeah. And JJ's gonna make his 15th playoff appearance in a row. <laughs> I think that's possible, I think that's totally um, possible. But I think, you know, just like the East, the, what is it, the 4, 5, and 6 are all games apart, and they could swap by the time the playoffs come. You see it in the West, 6, 7, or 5, 6, and 7. Right. They're all a game, a game and a half apart from each other. So, I don't know. By the time the playoffs come, I think the Thunder could take that 5 spot. I think the Mavericks in this last stretch, I think they're just going to go on a tear. So, whatever the Jazz... And Thunder do ahead of them. Mm, so you think it's the Jazz that drop? Yeah. Mm. I mean, considering they're only a half a game by the Thunder, I think the Thunder will play well enough to move 
you know, that half a game and yeah. go in front of the Jazz, dip, I think the Mavericks are going to play well for this mm-hmm. final stretch of the season. So depending on what the Jazz do, the Mavericks could also go past them too. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that's our point of contention, right? How, how well the Jazz do. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really pay attention to the, West Com- <laughs> the Western Conference that much. I just really like the Jazz. They have Rubio for a while. They got Devin Mitchell. Pretty good team. Yeah, so, I mean, no, there's that. Um, so that was Shoot Your Shot. Uh, we're going to close it off. I didn't do a, a, a J.R. Smith award because I felt like talking about the Sixers was enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the stupidity going on in that team was just enough for that whole segment. So we got two Who That Jones. And I will, I, I think I owe you for, you know, the, the last week. So we'll go with first one. Since the year 2000, who is the Philadelphia athlete with the longest career in Philly? In all of Philadelphia. Yeah, and I, I, I should rephrase, longest consecutive career. So they played with Philly for many years. So if they came back, it doesn't count towards their time in okay. Philadelphia. It's just the longest stretch straight. Since 2000. Since 2000. Definitely not a sixer. <laughs> That's for sure. It's not a sixer. <laughs> it's not a sixer. So then I'll give you that hint. It's not a sixer. It's definitely not a sixer. So it either has to be Eagle or Philly. Well, even the Phillies, I don't know that many people who've been here for that long. I, I want to say it's an Eagle. I want to say it's a Lyman. I want to say either Jason Peters or Brandon Graham. Dang. I want to say Jason Peters. That's, that's it's, my guess. It's not Jason Peters. It'd be Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. Yeah. So Jason Peters wasn't drafted by the Eagles, so he spent okay. uh, couple, the first couple years. I'm not saying that doesn't count for you, but I'm right. just saying you know he spent first couple years in the league with the Bills. So Ryan Howard played for the Phillies for 01 to 2016. Oh wow, 15, 15 years. years. Okay. So uh, second behind him would be uh, Brian Dawkins. Oh, Brian Dawkins played for 12 years. Then it's. Actually, so I said since 2000, but the longest athlete straight would be Jimmy Rollins. Played oh, wow. from 96 to 2014. Wow. With the Phillies organization. That's crazy. Yeah, for some reason, baseball baseball did kind of jump out. I was like, there was a few guys here who stayed here a while. Yeah, and that was just because the way football, obviously, and basketball, well, not even basketball. Football is the only one that's different where, you know, you get drafted by the team and you play for that team. But yeah. basketball, hockey, and Baseball, you get drafted by that team, but you're a part of that organization. Right. J-Roll didn't play for the Phillies until, like, 2001. Okay. But he was drafted in 96 by right. the Phillies, and he's right. been under that system since then. Right. Um, some older players. Bobby Clark for the Flyers played all 15 of his years wow. with the Flyers. Mike Schmidt for the Phillies, 18 years. Currently, the... Longest tenured athlete currently playing for a Philadelphia team is Claude Giroux with the Flyers. I believe it's 12 years now. Oh, wow. 12 or 13. Um, David Akers played 11 years, drafted in 99. David Akers. 2010. Brian Dawkins, I said 12 years. Allen Iverson played for 10 from 96 to 06. What about Westbrook? I don't think Westbrook played that long. He didn't? Not that long of a career. I know he played all of his games with us. Actually, we drafted him too, didn't we? I think I saw... 
Yeah, we drafted him. I think I saw something where he played one more year with a different team after us. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did look his up. He didn't play super long for us. He only played eight years, Westbrook. All, all eight with us? 2002 to 2009 with us, and then he <laughs> played for the Niners in 2010. Uh, so, yeah. I don't even remember him playing for the Niners. That's how, like, <laughs> obscure it is. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I don't remember him playing for the Niners either. So um, weird. Yeah, so the second who that, John, I'm going to give you four categories. Okay. For NFL combines, okay. and I want you to tell me what the record is for that Ooh. event. Um, you get bonus points if you could tell me who has that record, but I just want the numbers. Okay. So, what is the NFL combine record for the forty-yard dash? I think it's a four-two something. Four-two. I don't know. The, 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 just guess. Four-two-five. Let's say four. <laughs> so close. What is it? Is it four-two-two? Dang it! Is it Chris Johnson? It's uh, John Ross. John Ross? Who the heck is John Ross? He was, I don't know if he still is, he was a wide receiver for the Bengals. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. That's a quick man. uh, Bench press. How many reps? It's reps, right? Yeah. And what's the weight to? 225. 225? I want to say it's like 25 or something. It's 49. Jesus. Is it defensive line? Steven Paella, D-tackle. Oh my God. 49. Uh, That's two of me. (laughs) Vertical. (laughs) Uh, It's by inches, right? Yes. I want to say like 49 inches or something. You went a little bit over. It was 45 inches. Ooh, I was close. 45 inches. And that's a double record held by Chris Conley and Donald Washington, both wide receivers. Oh, wow. Wow. I got humps. And then the broad jump. Broad jump. That's inches as well. That's feet and inches. Feet and inches. I want to say 10 feet, 5 inches. It was Byron Jones, cornerback. Oh, I remember Byron Jones. For the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. 12 feet, 3 inches. 12 feet. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I, sh- I shared it on the podcast, I think, on the podcast Instagram feet. page. Bro. That's crazy. Yeah. He can, like, jump between buildings. <laughs> <laughs> 12 feet. Um, well, yeah, that, that was a good episode, despite yeah. the fact that we didn't have a J.R. Smith segment. <laughs> for sure. Um, so that'll do it for us. We're going to get back to uh, finishing up this Sixers game. Um, hopefully they win. I don't know. We'll keep an update on this uh, West Coast trip, and hopefully at least they get one win out of it. That's mm-hmm. all I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, but for that, uh, I'm Izzy J. I'm Seth. Have a good one.